Dr. Heather. I'm Professor Kayla. And this is Please Abduct Abduct Us. Please, please, please. I don't want to be here anymore. Me neither. You're tuned to the Zimbabwe Broadcasting Corporation, Radio 1. And here is a special announcement. If anyone has video footage of the meteorite showers or whatever they were, please get in touch with Tim Leach of BBC Television very urgently. BBC Television News. I was not so frightened in the war zones of Angola or Rwanda as I was when this story hit. Hundreds of people today phoned the ZBC and BBC correspondent in Harare saying they sighted an unidentifying flying object last night. These things were uh, flying in a pattern and there was no sound. No wings, no nothing. Shiny over thing. Hello. Hello, my name's Tim Leach from BBC Television News. Um, I understand that you, you had some strange experience. Yes, that's right. It was a bright, radiant light. I've never seen anything like it in my life. It was, a, it was the absence of noise I didn't like. There has been much excitement after hundreds of people reported seeing a mysterious bright object. We suddenly looked up and we saw this thing coming over the top of the hill. As it sort of came abreast of us, it suddenly uh, changed from this glow to, to let's say, two big red orange balls. No sound. Look. It's going. Is that what it means you are Eyewitnesses say it had a bright light at the front and flew at great speed. The object was also seen by two international airline pilots who reported it to air traffic control at Johannesburg Airport. There were three of us that saw it. It's myself, the co-pilot, and the pilot in the other aircraft. South Africa's top meteorologist says there's no rational explanation for the bright light, and it could be one of the most widely reported unidentified flying objects in recent times. None of it made sense. So I phoned the BBC in London and I said, what is this meteorite shower? And they said, no, 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 no. It's got nothing to do with, with Africa or Zimbabwe. The meteorites come down in an arc. They don't fly parallel to the Earth. What about the, 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 this Russian debris that's coming down? No, that doesn't work either. Um, sorry. Well, what is this? Viewers with more information can either contact the ZBC or BBC in Harare. For at least three or four days, people from all over Zimbabwe were phoning us at the BBC to say, we've seen something weird. It was a helicopter or a... Yeah, it was just a big round wall. The bottom was flat, but it was round, like on top of my wall, on my house. And then I got this call from Aerial School Rua that the children had seen this UFO landing and uh, these funny men in, in body clean suits, black suits, oh, weird. What you just heard were various audio recordings from the documentary Aerial Phenomena. What was included was an interview from a reporter from BBC who was assigned to this case, as well as other news reports and interviews from multiple broadcasting systems. So let's talk about it. The aerial school phenomenon. Hey, what's up? Yeah, welcome. Welcome, welcome. 
Today we are discussing the aerial school phenomena in September of 1994. It's cray, guys. Yeah. It's cray cray. It was in the city of Rua, Zimbabwe. Mm -hmm. And it's been called the largest eyewitness event for UFOs, period. Just period. Period. Yep. Biggest. And one of like the most legitimate and it's crazy and I love it. And I'm mad. Yeah, I'm you didn't. You don't it. get more witnesses to a UFO sighting than what happened. Nope. One problem, though, hmm. they were children. Mm. Well, we all know kids, right? We all know how kids lie. <sighs> Do they? No. See, exactly. I was being sarcastic. Exactly. exactly. You know what my four-year-old told me yesterday? Hmm. He said, "I hate you." That wasn't a lie. <laughs> no, he was right. Yeah, kids don't lie. Okay, that's how we know he was. <laughs> He's all on God. <laughs> I hate changing. Dang. So, I mean, I wasn't offended. I just, I. It's just the, the thing. That's yeah. true. He was being authentic. It's with you. truth. He was, that what was is his truth? truth? That is truth. Kids are truth. That was his truth at the time. Like it his was. genuine emotions, and that's fine. Yeah. Well, we love kids. I'm sad that my kids hate me. (laughs) We love kids around here, so we want to advocate for them. What do kids love more than wine? Oh, so Kayla, I have a couple questions for you as our leading expert and professor. You know, you're very familiar with the education system, so maybe you can Mm -hmm. really guide us through this conversation. Um, I can. We opened this episode with a few audio clips of BBC broadcasting, so it wasn't just. There were a bunch of sightings before the school event. There was. There was what we like to call in the industry, Heather, mm-hmm. a UFO flap. A, f- UFO a flap. F- what is a UFO? It's like a sighting, a bunch of sightings all at once, mm. much like my situation when I was um, a child. The whole, the whole city, oh, yes. the whole town saw it. And so that would be considered a flap. It's just oh. like where there's a lot of activity all at once. Like a wing um, flap, like whoosh. yes, oh, okay, but no at the same time. Just <laughs> yes, and also no. <laughs> yes, you're wrong. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, so like it's it's just like a bunch of sightings over a period of like a day, two days, or whatever. It's just like a concentrated amount of UFO sightings. So yeah, all of these people were seeing these things that were like orbs in the sky or like flat, like flashes of light, and then. The naysayers, we'll talk more about naysayers mm-hmm. later, but um, everyone was just like, no, it's a meteor shower. It's a meteor shower. And it wasn't a meteor shower. I- there was no confirmed meteor shower in the area. Like, people were seeing weird stuff. It's just like, you don't report something. Think about it. If you go outside and you look at the sky and you see a meteor shower, you're like, oh, that's a meteor shower. Literally since the 90s, people yeah. are like, it's like weather. You can predict when a you meteor know, shower is coming. We yeah. we get notific I get notifications on my phone when a meteor shower is coming. Yeah. And I like know what time to wake up mm-hmm. and what time to go out and see it. Yeah. And I think maybe they're just being careful with their language, being like, Oh, yeah, report if you've seen um what maybe it looked like a meteor shower, please contact this phone number and uh reach out yeah. to us. We we'd like to know more. Like very suspicious. Exactly. So Odds are, wasn't a meteor shower, mm-hmm. especially because statistics in this whole like alien extraterrestrial community, it all, it usually happens together. 
There's usually, and let's talk about this for just a brief second. This is all happening in 1994. What the heck, 1994? It's like, talk about a UFO flap. It's like the whole year was a UFO flap. Coronado group abduction, that happened in 1994. My thing happened in 1994, which is just as important as all of this. This thing (laughs) happened in 1994. Like a lot of stuff happened in 1994. It was big, even in 93 too. Like I was just listening to one of the ancient alien guys, the guy who was part of the Ministry of Defense, Nick something mm, Nick. uh he was you can ministry about- my defense nick yeah. i wonder what he would have to say about this because you know because bbc was interested in yeah what happened. oh yeah yeah they interviewed all these kids the british ministry of defense oh dude i have to talk about more things about the british because there was another the british Wait, i don't want to get the british are i don't want to get too off topic but um later on i was gonna like bring up that there was another um school sighting in um somewhere in britain and um i forgot what it's called i have to google it google it google Um, it google it (laughs) but um there was another school sighting and it was the bbc was all involved and stuff so it was like this time period was hot it was hot it was hot it was hot the 90s was lit yeah all right well let's get into it um what type of school was the aerial school and and this initially because when i i've heard of this story before Mm -hmm. i didn't know the details but i had heard of a group of children who all witnessed a ufo sighting in tanzania and in my mind i was just kind of picturing you know little village black kids in like this hut school and everybody was kind of like that's it was a blip and i don't know that's just what i was picturing in my mind what type of school is kind of racist of you it was it was honestly it was very ignorant of me you're ignorant ignorant. you're ignorant (laughs) so okay this aerial school is um actually a really fancy private school Really? Yes. It was a really fancy Tell me they got white kids? They do. They (laughs) got got white kids. There's a lot of white kids. Ah. And um, now it legitimizes the story. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, now we believe you guys. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So there was a lot of, okay, if they were um, local, if they were like from indigenous um, communities, if they, if the kids were were from that background, they would be like from wealthy farmers in the area or there was a lot, and this is important also. Let's put a pin in this. Christian mm-hmm. missionary kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and just a lot of just wealthy, just wealthy families. So it was a rich private school. It was school. a rich private school. It was a fancy private school, which also let's put a pin in this. They could afford whatever was at that snack bar at recess. <laughs> this is some foreshadowing. Yes. They okay. didn't need. They did not. They were not trying to steal anything from the snack bar. P.S. All right. So but it was. It was a nice a future thing that we're going to talk about. It was a, a nice private school. school. It was a nice school, but it was still one thing I noticed in the aerial school phenomenon documentary was that mm-hmm. it was still a school in Africa. Yes, at the end of the day, and yeah. so they were always one thing that one of the students mentioned was that they were constantly aware of their surroundings because mm-hmm. they lived in Africa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you know, they showed clips of one kid just like cuddling uh patterson's eland and yes as one does as one does as and one i was does. like what and it's like they showed a like it's one of those places you do have to be hyper aware of your surroundings and they i remember they mentioning like they didn't grow up with television so they grew up yeah rich but they didn't necessarily grow up with 
a ton of electricity, like running water was definitely a privilege. Electricity yeah. was a privilege, like access to like mainstream, um, I don't want to say mainstream media, but I don't know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, they didn't Just, have, them. they didn't have like access to what everyone else in the world so was like not seeing like in they popular were, culture. Yeah, they it's yeah. Not like they were watching X-Files. Exactly. Late at night. Like I in the 90s I was definitely sneaking like my parents were all go go to sleep. Yeah. And I said, "Yeah, for sure, I'm asleep." And I would sneak X-Files and watch X-Files. Yeah. Behind their and back. then I would go up to the and screen and like secretly like make out with David Duchovny on the screen. Oh my gosh. Not really. You I that was lucky. A joke. <laughs> You got to kiss David on the TV. <laughs> on the yeah. television, right on the television lips. Okay, yep. so that's the it type of school it that was. That was a school. And it's worth noting, this is also something that is going to be important later, that these kids were from all over the place. Oh, they were from okay. all over the place, like especially the missionary kids. Okay. There's a lot of local kids too, but... Um, when we say but, all over the place, what are we talking about? Like all over the world. Like India. Yep. Probably. I can't confirm that, but probably England. Probably yes, definitely England. Australia. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Canada. Uh, sure. America. Sure. All right. Yep. Uh, much of the world. <laughs> I did notice Latin let Latin X's were not represented in this area school. Oh, geez. aerial school. Aerial you know school. What, area? in this, you know what? Aerial school. Aerial school. In this aerial school. Why are you so racist against the Latinos? <laughs> Wait, you're not supposed so, to say that anymore. You're not supposed to say Latinos, right? I, that's why I said Latin X. Like, okay, I just, so Latin X. I don't know. I'm, just, I'm trying to stay woke. I'm, I'm trying to sorry. stay relevant. Like, I'm trying to stay a, a, ahead of things. And the so, UFO seems top of mind. And I know we're reaching back, but if you don't know the past, how can you learn from the future? You're doomed to repeat the past. If you don't yep. Know the history. So, so I won't repeat my mistakes. I won't ever say Latinos again. again. Never again. Never again, Heather. Man, sorry. we solved racism. Yep. Today. Not to brag. Well, it not sounds to brag. like this school solved racism. Like, check that off the list. Yeah, it's a very that's diverse a thing. school. It's a that diverse, was the point. diverse that was the... school. You, yes, mm -hmm. you hit the nail on the head. It is that is the point. Oh, it is okay. a diverse school, and another important thing is just to know that they are all spread out over the world once they leave this school. Mm. That's important. Coincidence. I think, think not. not. <laughs> that was so cool. Oh my gosh. Okay. Like, we're so in sync right now. I know. Right? <sighs> let's align our periods. <laughs> okay. So oh, let's talk about what did the children say they witnessed? Let's okay. get right into it. What okay. did they see? So, a little bit of a backstory of the situation set at up, hand. Set up the I'm going to set, the, I'm gonna set yeah, the stage. Set the stage. Okay. It's recess. Yeah. We. <sighs> Recess. I recess. loved recess. Dang, yeah. Recess was so fun. These kids were all at recess. And it must have been an extra fun recess for them because – Wait. What? Before we get into it. Okay. Just set the stage. Okay. To give people – to immerse themselves. Imagine yourself fourth grade. Let's just throw a grade Ooh, out there. Ooh, right? the best year for me personally at recess. Like, what's your – what is your most memorable recess story? Mm, trying to dig – to freedom underneath <laughs> the sandbox. Right. We weren't, we all loved school. Jacob, we really were. You, you were the escape. It was a great escape. Kayla was a great escape. <laughs> yeah. During recess. So I am claustrophobic. I don't know why I agreed to do this, mm -hmm. but I guess I just don't say no to anything. So I was the smallest. <laughs> I was like the smallest fourth grader. Dare me and I'll do it. That's the thing. <laughs> 
I, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It was just like suggest it and I'll be like, yeah, I'm down. Mm-hmm. Like I won't say no to anything. Same. Same energy. Exactly. That's what, this, this is why. That's why we're this so dangerous why. together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, all these kids were like, let's dig a hole under the fence because the sandbox was like right under the fence and everything. And we we're like, yeah. yeah, let's do it. So we spent like, it was over the span of two recesses. Okay. <laughs> oh, we that is a, a lifetime. In yes. Kid in months. kid months or in mm-hmm. kid time. Um, so we like dug under the, the side of the sandbox. We were just like tunneling and tunneling and tunneling. It's like a freaking like, it was like the Count of Monte Cristo basically. <laughs> like we were like, we were dedicated. It was Shawshank Redemption up in that place. <laughs> it was. But we were all like, it's not like we were upset with our situation. We all really liked school. We no. were just like, let's just try to do this. Could we do The yeah. fact that you pulled it off. We did. You did. And so, like, le- legit pulled it off. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was the one when the tunnel was done. I was the one that was chosen because I was small uh, mm-hmm. to crawl under. Same. And I did. And <laughs> I just crawled right back. <laughs> like whatever i just imagine you going yeah yeah yeah." everyone was cheering and it was like yeah this is like i peaked i peaked at the sandbox in fourth grade it was all downhill the cherry on the ice cream top would have been if a ufo came at that moment and took you up no kid would try to escape again no you imagine one kid (laughs) digs a hole under the and the kids sucked up and be like, ah! The aliens are like, we are impressed with these children and their ability to escape. Dang. So that was fun for me. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite recess memory? Oh, my God. Thank you for asking. Oh, you're welcome. Um, my biggest standout, I have two, like, I don't know, I have, like, peaceful memories of creating those little, like, chain necklaces oh. with the little blossoms that come out of the, the grass. Oh, Job's tears. <laughs> Job's tears. Literally. Guys, Jesus. Google it. Google it. Job's tears. I swear to God, they're called Job's tears. <laughs> oh, you want to pick these chil- blossoms out of the grass like the way Job's children <laughs> were picked from the earth? Good. Yeah. Oh my God! This just got so dark. Ooh, the missionaries yeah. know the story. The missionaries, the know missionary the story. kids. But know the story. I don't know. So those were like the light memories. But yeah. honestly, my most outstanding memory uh, from recess outside of handball is <coughs> going fist to cuffs, like having a full on brawl. <laughs> oh my God! I had a full on brawl at recess. Like what grade girl, were you in? I was in fourth grade. Fourth grade. This all happened. We were playing soccer or something. And <laughs> some one of my best friends got in my face and oh my I and she pushed me and I was like, oh dude, well if you start it, I'm gonna end it. That's and not the best friend. Yeah. They were toxic and uh-huh. um they you... they were gonna learn today. So I pushed her back. Yeah. And then uh some other chick was trying to get in on it too. So I was fighting two girls I had one by her denim jacket, and I had one by her hair, and I was just like by her butterfly clips. No, yeah, by her butterfly clips. <laughs> I was pulling. I was pulling hair. It was this whole thing. And what was most hilarious about that? No supervisor. Came. <laughs> like, they were like nobody broke it up. Little bitches. Yeah, it. yeah, they deserve we, it. We exhausted we ourselves. We fought very hard. Blood was drawn. Oh no. And the fact that we were all friends, too. And so I'm sitting there in the tree because I used to climb a tree and wait in this said tree for yeah. my mom to pick me up. Oh, nice. And she comes up to me. And I'm all, what do you want? 
and she's all with her arms crossed. Apparently, our moms planned a play date <laughs> for us today, and you're supposed to come home with me. And I forgot my mom studied the Bible with this <laughs> mom. We're bringing so- the Bible into this. Trying to convert this poor woman, and I'm beating up her <laughs> child. Um, <laughs> so we go over. We're we play Barbies. We work it out. We act it out. Do your today. Barbies fight? Yeah. Okay. We, honestly, we really bet buried the hatchet. Just oh, another example of to be like childlike. Right? You know what? The we innocent. can all learn from these kids. We can learn from each other. And we went to school the next day, laughing, hugging. Everybody oh, was good. so confused because they literally. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, that, that's it. They're like, yeah. they were best friends, and now it's yeah. over because they watched us brawling on the grass out in the field, and uh, they didn't realize, they didn't see the behind the scenes of. And no. that's just goes to show you like, healing. You know, we need to like introduce the Barbies of children into the situation when adults fight. Yeah, honestly. I think that would solve a lot of problems. Or just like when adults fight, just like make them have a play date. Yeah, <laughs> a play date. Yeah. All right. That's, you know what? Therapy. So I feel like we've really set a stage of people remembering what childhood, what yeah. recess was like. Because at yes. that school, basically, whether you were kindergarten or you were in seventh grade, everybody had recess at the same time. Everybody had, yeah, because these kids were ages like six to 12. Yeah, it was a small so school. So it was, it was like a, a group thing. So, um, so yeah, everybody listening, remember recess. Let's take a moment. Let's let's have a moment of silence for everybody to think of their favorite recess memory. <sighs> okay. Moment is over. If you didn't think of it, I'm sorry. You had a sad childhood. Mm-hmm. The end. Yeah. The end Continue of that. Continue to block it out. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, okay. So, the these kids, there was like about, I don't know, let's say like around 60 to 80 kids at recess that day. I remember, yeah, I remember them saying like 66 kids or something yeah, like that. Yeah, so 62 it. kids actually saw Ooh, the thing. There were a few okay. more that didn't see the thing, but I mean, it's, it's free in Africa. That's you have like a big most playground. Of most most of, the of the kids saw, saw this. Okay. And so it's just depending on where you're at in the, the situation of the yeah. playground, you're going to probably see it. Most of the kids saw it. Okay. Um. So 62 What'd kids saw see? it. What did they see? Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> but I have to I have to say before that they were by themselves on the playground with one parent supervising. Really? One parent volunteer supervising who I Is that unusual? It is unusual. The only reason that happened was because there was a big staff meeting. All the uh, teachers were at um, their staff meeting. How convenient. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? It is mm-hmm. convenient and that's kind of like Kind of like what the naysayers will say, like, oh, how convenient. This is going to happen when the kids convenient timing for the aliens. Exactly. But maybe that was their goal. Yeah. So I'll get get more into their goal later. But but so, yeah, these kids were all um, on the playground playing by themselves. And it was kind of understood that the older kids would kind of look after the younger kids. Yeah. And that was fine. It was fine for that situation. And there was one parent out on the playground, but she was at a snack bar and it wasn't facing where the kids were playing. Uh, so okay. that she was like kind of quote unquote the supervisor. Okay. But so she there was wasn't like, doing her job. If a she child was doing a horrible needed job. an adult, she was going to be Exactly. Yeah. Um, you'd think anyway. You'd think she would step up and be there for the kids Whoa, when they needed. really wet my appetite. Let's, let's Dude. Go, let, let's do it. 
What happened? Tell me. I'm Slip on the edge of my, my seat hair back. Now. I'm on the edge of my seat. Okay, so these kids, mm-hmm. they saw, they started seeing a craft approaching. A, a straight up craft. A straight up craft. Some kids say they saw three. There, it varies from like one to three. But also, I didn't know that. Yes, um, depending on where you are or what your memory is, and I'll get more into that later. But it, but it was just like they see, um, they all saw these crafts approaching, mm-hmm. and this is also might have confused some of the kids, like with the number of crafts that were coming because um, these crafts would disappear and reappear in different places. Almost like they were teleporting around oh, the place. so maybe that's why some thought yeah. they saw multiple exactly. crafts because it was like yes, glitching like, out. Even if it was one, it it would be like, I'm in one place. I'm in another place. I'm in another place. It was it was like, yeah, glitching like he- you said. Was it odd? Uh-huh. Like, did, was yes. it mostly a visual? Did p- nope. kids hear anything? Yes. One little girl said that it sounded like machine bees. Isn't that weird? Yes, I did hear yes. them saying it was like an electrical Yeah, like a sound. whirring. Like a whirring sound. So they all heard something. Okay. Okay. Real quick, too. I heard another little girl. I heard another little girl. Mm-hmm. The one that What'd she say? got real, real scared and oh. took off. Oh, she took off. She took off to find an adult. Exactly. It might be, it might be that probably at the snack bar. She the one that took off, the little girl that took off who was genuinely very scared yeah she said she heard a flute sound yes and i want to get more into that yeah i keep saying i want to get more into it later but maybe I no, just yeah get we'll, into cover, stuff. we'll cover it no we'll but cover no it. the flute sound yeah i have a whole theory oh, and i want to talk about it here because of the flute sound because like you know the pied piper story okay that's where okay. i was going with this okay yes, that's exactly where i was going with this i love how we're so insane oh my gosh we just sink our periods come on okay moon. Just whatever do it whatever <laughs> I know. We have to share our calendars later oh, so that man. our brains can get, like, in line with when our periods are. Exactly. Okay. So we're on the same page. They heard, yep. they witnessed yep. a craft. Yep. And that craft landed on the playground? Where did it land? Yep. On the playground. Straight or, up. Like, like a, off to the little, side? Off like to the, the side, probably. I don't know exactly. In the playground there. area. In the playground area. Mm-hmm. Playground adjacent. Yes. Maybe not, like, right in the middle of it, but, like. Probably adjacent. not because – Maybe the- I remember they pointed to it in the documentary and they were like okay. oh, over there with yeah. the trees. It was very close. It was close yeah. to where they were playing. Yeah. Which again, it just kind of depends on where these kids were at on the playground, um, which kind of like depends on what they saw. Hey, multiple witnesses, multiple perspectives. Yeah, they Makes have multiple sense. perspectives. Mm-hmm. And then here's the thing. You don't always remember things like exactly like they happen but when you like compare everybody's stories there are so many similarities when you compare 62 different stories and they all pretty much line up Mm. you can kind of take the things that are like a little bit not uh, cohesive with all the other stories especially when you're a child you don't understand what you're what's happening your child you don't understand yeah. exactly what you're seeing experiencing yes. all you can do is say what happened yes and a lot of this stuff is like we know that when we experience a trauma our brains will sometimes sometimes kind of just like put in things to make sense of it yes so a lot of these kids because they were so terrified put in 
um, their own cultural background um, that kind of like maybe like morphed their story just a tiny bit. But the point is, even if these stories aren't all 1000% the same, they are enough, they're similar enough to where like these kids had a solid story. Yeah. So they see, okay, to back back to what happened, they yeah. see the craft land. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And they're all like, oh my God, I'm seeing a craft land. And they're all That's freaking pretty out. exciting. Yeah. yeah. That's, and they're all scared. And some people hear like, some people feel like wind go over. Some kids like hear a flute sound, like oh. a weird little sound, which is creepy. Mm-hmm. And then they start seeing the actual extraterrestrials come out. Mm-hmm. So How this they is describe where them. they are all, they describe them. Their headmaster, after they all ran and freaking out, their headmaster of the school believed them. And they were just like, hey, um, he, the headmaster was like, hey, draw a picture. Okay. So they all drew these pictures. And all of these pictures are like, okay, a kid's drawing a picture. Yeah. Well, they need to understand what the yeah. kids saw. So they, they poured over these, these photos. What'd they say? After. And they all had the same description of these creatures. So the creatures had like big heads, the big like teardrop shaped heads. Okay. And the big eyes, the big like typical alien eyes. What about coloring? Um, Like a grayish, dark, dark coloring. And they all say that they have black suits on. Black Not suits. Not all of them. A lot of them say that they have black suits on. I remember on. one kid said it was a black man. Yeah. And then other kids were saying the ones that were actually black. <laughs> the yeah. The kids that were They're actually like, no, black. Wasn't a black man. All the actual black people, <laughs> kids, were like, no. It, well, they were wearing black suits. No, but their me. skin was almost kind of like somebody who got Botox or something. Yeah. It was real smooth. They and it was like, it like a that. weird, unnatural skin color. Like yes. it wasn't quite tan. It wasn't quite gray. Like it was like a weird color, Which right? is what a lot of people said about men in black when they were visited by men in, in black. Oh! But they, the suits were not like typical men in black suits. That no, there was like creatures space wearing. Suits Just space suits, like really tight suits, which describe if you like – listen to anybody's account of of an encounter with a gray mm-hmm. it just describes a typical gray yeah so these all of these kids all of their accounts could be um linked to anybody else's account with a typical gray it sounds very similar very similar to a gray so they see them but they don't see like they see weirdness they see like them running well they, they see them like running on a loop Almost. Yeah, what they said was so, one alien – like, there yeah. was two, right? There's two guys. Yeah. there were. I think different kids saw different amounts, but okay. not no more than, like, two or three. Okay. No more than two or three. And so, so it was yeah. one that was, like, ran off. Yeah, just running through the bush, but then would reappear at the beginning of where he ran and then would run the same path. That is – And some, then he would do it again and do it again. straight out of a fringe episode. Yes. Like – it's the, a the weird loop, like a time loop, loop kind of thing. Which kind of goes goes back to how they were like the saucers were teleporting all over the sky, right? Yeah. Is that so same like just, loop? It's just like things stop and then they appear again, right? Okay. And so then another girl said that she saw the creature jump. But almost like gravity didn't apply. But not like she said it was not the same 
as seeing an astronaut on the moon. It wasn't like that, but it was, it was like, just, it just didn't, he wasn't on this planet almost. It was just like a projection of going naturally through through gravity. Yeah. There was nothing natural about his movement at all, which, oh, it was like they were, oh, I remember one child said, I wrote this down. It was like the alien glided. Mm-hmm. It was graceful. They use the word fluid. Yeah. Smooth. Like it was in sm- like it was yeah. slow, mo- slow motion or something. I don't know why that was so hard for me to spit out, but yeah. It's okay. I forgive you. And so <laughs> <Thank> like you. <laughs> Okay. So so yeah, like these kids are all seeing first they saw the craft and then they hear the noise and then they see these like creatures moving all around like oh it's going out. Yeah. And then tripping out. Yeah. And so then they were like, um, hey, well, did any of the, did (laughs) any of the, well, did any of the aliens touch the kids or interact with them in any way? Like what was their interaction with the aliens? Okay. So there was nothing physical. Right. Mm. Because we don't want to be racist because people who aren't supposed to be in this country could also be called aliens. Yes. You're right. Extra, not of this world. Not of this world. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is where it gets creepy. Yeah, oh, I like creepy. Let's I go, like let's go, let's go. Sip of wine, mm-hmm. cheers to creepy. Cheers hey, to creepy. Cling. Cheers, creepy. <laughs> tell it's real crystal by the sound of <laughs> the dull clank of our glasses. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> yes. Um. Anyway, this is where it gets creepy. The interactions that these kids have with these extraterrestrials is very – it's telepathic. There's no communication, like, verbally. There's no touching. There's nothing, like, physical going on. Yes. It's all just what these kids are seeing, and they're all friggin' terrified. Yes. And these are some quotes from, like, yeah, some of the kids. Let's describe what – what, how did they describe – the looks and the message. Yes. Like, yeah. So the message. Yeah, we can get into the message now. So a couple of these kids were like, one of the kids, mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'll get this out of the way first. One of the kids said to the people who interviewed them later on, and I'll get more into the people who interviewed them, but mm-hmm. one of the kids was like, they want us. Yes. They want us. That was like, a very strong that multiple yes. children, specifically the girls, uh-huh. felt like the aliens wanted yes. them to come with them yes. or they were looking at them in a way that made them feel really uncomfortable and that they yes. were like luring, luring them Which, or like perplexed by them. Perplexed by them. Because yeah, one person or one kid, um, I don't, I'm sorry, I just said one person. A kid is also a person. Yeah. One kid said. Um, that they looked at her like like this, like kind of like yeah, what? like a like perplexed, a, like, like a perplexed look. What are you? Mm-hmm. Like they almost weren't used to kids. Yes, which is weird. Like because okay, and then that goes back to the whole like well theory, the twelve races theory, where the, the greys might be robots from the Nordics, and just, the Nordics just send the greys to do all their like dirty work. Or on a simpler level, okay, let's just imagine. Okay, I'm simpler, gonna I guess. Uh, go all conservation zoo because that's what we do. Imagine We're conservationists, not to brag. 
an okapi wasn't even discovered until like the early 1900s. Yeah. So I'd imagine like being somebody who's just trekking through the African forest. Yeah. All of a sudden stumbles upon an okapi. And if you've ever seen one, you're like, you're like, is that a zebra or a giraffe or what? Yeah. You would look at it like, what's this? (laughs) What is this? And maybe that's kind of like, maybe the alien was kind of looking at her like, (laughs) what? Can you imagine being someone who discovered an okapi and then everybody else in the science world is like, you're stupid. You're delusional. You didn't see an okapi. Right? But they literally exist. And you described it and drew it and they were like, what's this? They're like, oh, this little child. You're stupid. You would bag it and tag it and take pictures, right? Yeah. You would. Right. Uh Right. Show us evidence. Show us evidence. Give us a no copy uh, corpse. But I'm sure it's not the first time they saw a human. Maybe he was looking at that little girl because yeah. he was thinking, if you're from Africa, then why are you white? That might be true. Also, you can imagine, like, if extraterrestrials, like, have been observing us, they probably have, like, they're probably a little bit racist. Yeah, they're and coming. So- <laughs> yeah, maybe they were coming expecting to see brown people. And yeah. then they're like, oh, what's this? That's a good point. I didn't even think what's of that this? point. Yeah, I don't can know. Can you imagine, though, being... Being like us, like as Earth people, and we have the technology to go like hang out and look at other planets, we would also be racist. Yeah. Well, especially if you saw a group and you saw such a mix. Yeah. Of and we were like, children. why are these? Why are these people all here? They're not like where they're supposed to be. Yeah. It, maybe they were natural, perplexed by the mix of children. It's a natural reaction, I think. And we are sorry, future humans, for the racism. But I do like how we both were on the same page and perplexed right. by so our one. Our periods are saying. The flute sound. The flute sound. And the fact that the children felt like they wanted them to go with them. So that I is like, like some Peter Pan stuff oh, right there. The lore, so the like, I, as an investigative mythologist, <laughs> my first mind, my first thought, Peter Pan goes to Peter Pan. <laughs> exactly. The, especially so, the darker oh, tales, so dark. the fairy tales of, of that. Peter Pan is so dark when he really about it because they're all dead a lot neverland is like they're all dead a lot of lore is based on a little bit of truth so yeah i'm scared i was i did find it very interesting that this story sounded very similar Mm-hmm. To Peter Pan and his pan flute saying, Come with me, his children. Pan flute. Come with me, children. Or like I was just thinking the Pied Piper, but yeah, on pan flute. Oh my yeah. god. So I was thinking that yeah. yeah, maybe this was like a possible abduction scenario gone not gone wrong, but they got there and they were just like, No, there's too many of these kids. We can't take them. too many witnesses. Too many witnesses. And especially one like ran off trying to get adult. Like yeah. they, they couldn't keep track. Yeah. One was trying to look, keep a lookout yeah. and maybe kept glitching or something. I don't know. <laughs> he was like, it our programming. Okay, here's another thing. Yeah. You want to get like creepier and, and deeper. What if they weren't actually there physically, but it was like a projection into <gasps> these kids' minds because of how glitchy it was? Right? Which what is reality? Oh, what is truth? But here's like a the glitch thing. in the matrix type of thing. Yeah. Like a projection. Okay. But here's the deal. That makes this whole situation even creepier, doesn't it? Mm. Like, can you actually project like visions into these kids' minds? Well, it is interesting because we talked about how they were looking at the children. Yeah, and they were like weirded out by that. We started to get into what the message is. And oh, I the message. I want you to talk about the message, but one thing that I thought was very interesting is when the kids talked about the message that they received from the aliens, they didn't hear, it wasn't like straight up telepathy. 
Okay. They didn't describe it as these are words being heard in my head. It was almost like they looked deeply into the eyes of the mm-hmm. aliens and then they translated a message from their own perspective yes. what they think the aliens meant by looking deeply in their eyes, which yes. was very interesting. It's not like the aliens were like, hey, I'm saying something directly to you via mental yes. tele- telepathy. It's different. Yeah. A lot of, one of these kids – um they she said he was talking to me with his eyes yes yes and then um another couple of girls were like um what do they say they said something like they were they had like a super bleak outlook of the future because okay backstory yeah, their message the, the yeah, message what was the message the message universally all these kids said if they had any kind of experience it was a universal message it was universal they did not back down nobody wavered on this message it was environmental yes it was you guys are destroying the planet mm-hmm. you guys are destroying the planet one little girl was like she had this super bleak view of the future and she got really depressed after this because she was just like I, we're just all going to die. We're not taking care of the planet. We're not going to have any more air because we're cutting down all the trees and we're all going to die. And then a lot of the kids said it was like a, a either an anti-technology message or just like a, a, you need to protect the environment message. You guys are destroying this planet message. It was like a very, very like pro-environment message. Which was interesting because at least from what, I heard from the adults that described like what they were hearing from the children mm-hmm. because one might think, okay, if somebody's trying to maybe pull some kind of prank, maybe a political move. Yeah. By but- trying to, but it was interesting because there wasn't specific words fed to these kids. It was almost like a feeling yes. that was projected to the children yes. and the children's words that they were expressing were their, from own. their own mind it was their, own. their own perspective so yep. it makes sense like one kid was like i ah, i'm weary towards technology another kid was like mm-hmm. i'm worried about the air and but overall what i thought was interesting is the adult said that there was not an offering of solutions there wasn't right. some kind of political agenda or like oh this is going to happen, like, so you hey, need to do this. Children, you there need to grow up and vote for this person. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't that. It wasn't that. It was just like, hey, straight up facts. Like, like you – and, and then it's just like, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys, hey, you facts. are screwed. <laughs> yeah. Um, They're like, hey, little, little girl, little girl, little girl. <laughs> Not to put the stress screwed. on your, your fragile child mind, <laughs> but I need to lay this heavy piece of information on you. Like, literally the – future yeah. of this planet rests on you uh, it, a little bit but they didn't offer any solutions they, they were didn't like, hey, they were just straight up so you guys know. are on a path just so you know which okay you can ask you can ask yourself like why do they tell a bunch of kids this but it's just like obvious because if you tell mm. a bunch of adults it's just like okay you're gonna tell politicians they have no they don't care Adults don't care. Adults are dumb. Well, you want to talk about skewed perspectives. Children, yeah. a little bit, but the older you get, the more skewed your perspective yeah. gets. Yeah, when you're a kid, if you have this message ingrained into your mind as a kid, you're going to grow up and you're going to be like, I want to I want to do something about this. This was like a really important event in my life. I'm going to do something about this stuff. I wonder what so. alien got to Greta Thornburg to just like make her oh, so passionate. I'm just I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I'm know like, I should have got to her. No, but this isn't a <laughs> example of like okay maybe their message was a little 
bit uh, i mean we're talking about ancient aliens before right Ooh, yes and a ancient big aliens. thing about ancient aliens is trying to say like hey maybe it's our ancestors misinterpreting the situation yeah but a lot of times like what is it prophecies yeah feeling like hey future messages right things like that so it kind of had a similar energy to that it did it did it did and it was just like hey you guys i know that you which okay maybe they had no idea because maybe they maybe the extraterrestrials who came and chose these kids maybe they're just like choosing people at random i don't know i'm not an extraterrestrial confirmed (laughs) <laughs> okay maybe maybe i am but no like they don't i'm not know. gonna put confirmed underneath that. <laughs> okay still out. i might out. be alien brain bitch mm-hmm. i might be <laughs> i might so my point to that whole thing was i don't know if they chose these kids on purpose or if it was just random but i would think it's if it. i was an extraterrestrial yeah and I was concerned about this planet. And I was going around being like the the universe police. And I was like, oh, this planet's going to destroy itself. We got to go talk to somebody. I'm not going to, if I'm observing culture, I'm not going to talk to politicians. I'm not going to talk to adults because they just care about themselves. They don't care about the actual problems, except if you're Leonardo DiCaprio, but they probably don't know about Leonardo DiCaprio. So they're going to go to these kids and they're going to think, you're the future. You are the future, kids. Yeah. You know you're going to go to your own countries. You're going to yes, go back them while they're young. Like, yeah. Like yeah. after your school here in Africa is done, you're going to go to your Australia and North America and over there. You're going to go and you possibly could. Back to the UK, could, India. You would all think. You would Africa, think, right? You're hitting all the continents. All the continents. All the continents. They're not thinking like, no, we're going to traumatize these kids and they're just going to hide in their houses for the rest of their lives. They're thinking in their minds like, hey, uh, we want to equip you with this information so that you can do something about it because there's still time. There's Maybe still time trying. to save your plan. Maybe it was like a yeah. test, like oh, an effort was me. Yeah. Uh, if I had a message to share, I would try multiple ways yeah. to see what would be effective, you know? Yeah, and so and they've I- already obviously, like, because this message of, like, conservation and the message of, like, let's, you need to save your planet, it's not, this isn't the first time that they've tried to say this. Everybody who, yeah, not that's everybody. Why nu- no, and that's why they are at nuclear power plants yes, constantly. They're observing this stuff. They're concerned about war the zones. Fe- they're concerned about the future of the planet. They seems. are. They really are concerned about us, which, thank you. Which oh begs the question... You. Which is a whole different thing. Begs the question: Why? Yeah. Why? What is their skin in the game? Why do I they don't know? Care? They probably just care. It's just like, Why wouldn't you care? care if you were floating around space and you saw this beautiful planet? That's straight out of Star care? Trek: The yeah. Prime Directive. Maybe they're like, "Oh, we want to save these people." Maybe they're like Jean Luc. I really, really feel maybe out of their love of their heart. They're like Jean Luc, and they're just like, maybe bless like, their hearts. Oh. But then also at the same time, they want to like um, abduct us and take like semen samples in a really weird way honestly we do that to animals all the time <laughs> we like do. we literally do that <laughs> we to literally animals. do that we work at a study. place that we, we do that we study them and that's t- also on the same point of like okay they went to tanzania yeah tanzania is shares a border with a lot of other countries too it does so yeah. it's like a jump. I mean, I'm not a it's, geography teacher, but yeah, yeah. this is a popping off point. I wish I had a map in front of me. Uh, off the top of my head, I know it shares with like 
South Africa. I want to say yeah. Mozambique. Like, uh, well, like a lot of African places. <laughs> well, it's like Africa's a continent, and it's, it's, it's it, a country but- that shares a border with literally. I I looked on a map, and I'm kicking myself for not writing this down, but it's like at least four other countries. At least yeah. four other countries. Yeah. it shares a border with. Yeah, it's like central. And so and liter- at work. My job work, of preaching the zoo. conservation constantly is a huge issue in Africa in particular. Yeah. It is yeah. affecting a lot of wildlife there, yeah. a lot of life there. Like it's getting hit hard mm-hmm. and animals are going extinct. Like it's a real threat. It makes us sad. And also, I don't want Africa's a cradle of civilization. Like it is. Everybody started in Africa. Everything. Everything. Everybody in, in like everything. Everybody's 2% African. Everybody. Yeah. Damn. So there's a, there's a lot of heavy layers here. All right. This is super fun. We're having a good time. Super fun. We're All right. fun. We're fun. So straight up, let's talk about talk, talk naysayers. Naysayers. Big thing with this situation and I'm sorry if I sound like I have pizza in my mouth. Because you do. I do have pizza in my mouth. It's fine. Was this some type of mass hysteria? No. No, bitch. Mm-hmm. Do you want to know about mass hysteria? Yeah. What is, okay, let's okay, talk about mass let hysteria. Okay, let me talk to you about mass hysteria. Let me just tell you, like, I Googled mass hysteria. <laughs> and I know all about it now. You're a straight up expert. Let's go. Right? Professor Kayla, what is um, mass hysteria? Inform us. So, okay, it's not mass hysteria because symptoms of mass hysteria, just briefly before I go into like my actual point about mass hysteria, is is that like you have physical symptoms when it when you're experiencing mass hysteria. You have like shaking and twitching and you have <laughs> actually some people. Okay, so pause. What? Because I can't help but think of that movie where the women were experiencing hysteria and the doctors treated them. <laughs> what did the doctors By fingering? Them? Oh my god. <laughs> no! <laughs> that is not how to treat mass hysteria. Women were like basically super upset with their <laughs> lives. Women were like, just like, oh, hey, I have no rights or property or happiness at all. And they're like, you're experiencing hysteria. Let this doctor finger you. And they're like, I'm scared. And they're like, you know what? <laughs> Maybe so I have this hysteria. Yeah. So when you describe hysteria in that way, that's yep. Yep, the that's first what happens. So that's why they say went. shaking. But yeah. I'm also uncontrollable crying. Yeah. That could be <laughs> part of that yeah. um uncontrollable crying trance like state altered speech patterns basically it's just like you physically are going through something <laughs> they um it's not mass hysteria so did you ever i just want to highlight like one of my favorite mass hysteria situations okay so there is situations of mass oh, hysteria. for sure what's an example did you ever look into um the uh dancing plague Oh, oh my god. god, it's so fun. Everybody had a fever. <laughs> so there's an episode. One of my favorite podcasts is This Podcast Will Kill You. Ooh. And they talk about diseases. Mm-hmm. And they talk about just like biology of like different diseases. And it's it's fascinating. The so, sciences. Yes. So they do and they're like actual doctors, much like us. Mm-hmm. So we're actual doctors. Yeah. And we went to college. As a doctor. Whatever. I can understand this. Yeah. Yep. PhD. Mm-hmm. So anyway, like they were all, um, they did an episode on the dancing plague. Okay. And that that is a classic episode of mass hysteria. It's just like this 
this uh, village or villages, surrounding villages, in like a long time ago, 1500s or something like that, they were like, um, oh no, we're scared about everything in life because everything is so bad. And one woman mm -hmm. just started like dancing. Well, she just started freaking dancing and then everyone's like, okay, I'm well, going to dance too. So it was like this mass When thing. you get hysterical, there's usually yeah. a trigger. So that yes. makes sense. But in this situation, I mean, like we discussed, this was a school full of rich kids, basically. Yeah, they weren't. They, they weren't, were living they the were Vida Loca. Like, they weren't like they, <laughs> the Vida Loca. It wasn't like there was um, a war-torn exactly. situation. It's not where like the this is how they were plague. dealing with it. It wasn't like the dancing plague of yeah. 1518 or whatever it was. It's just like they, they did this whole thing because of their whole life. Everything was bad. Everything has been bad for years and years and years. And it, it's just like, that's not these kids. No. These kids were fine. They were just like, eh, do, 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 do. I'm a South African little kid and I'm going to play on the playground. But then they, their whole world was turned upside down when this happened. And they brought in the big guns. They did. They oh my God. Can we talk guns. about John, John E. Mack? John E. Mack? John E. Mack? Can um he can get it? Johnny Mac can get it, dude. He can Pulitzer my prize. Let's <laughs> say that he can psycho my analysis. Yeah, yeah. all right. He's this super hot. Harvard really psychologist. Hot. Okay, here's the deal. He's hot. And then here's another deal. He was the um head of psychology. He was like the head of the department of psychology at Harvard Medical School. Yeah, like he's legit. He was, I mean, he was going on Oprah, dude. He was he interviewing everywhere, talking surprise. about this story. He's like, I interview these kids; yep. they're telling the truth. Yep. And one oh, big point man, that I'm he go made off about him. One big point that he made. He was like, "Listen, if everybody's telling the same exact story, there Obviously. might be collusion involved. But if everybody is telling a similar story from their own perspective, that's more truthful, right? You make a good point. You make a good point there because a lot of the naysayers mm -hmm. will just be like, "Oh no, there's some differences." No, I think we're all gonna. Yeah, have I think a the fact that there's differences in the story and that they're children goes to show that it's actually a, like a legit story. If they mm -hmm. were all saying the exact same thing, it was like they're being especially because they're kids. Yeah, and one okay. Have you ever tried? You used your story about my story. My, your story. I told my truth. Have you ever tried to get a bunch of kids to believe you? Like I did. <laughs> yeah, I did. So, like when I was in fourth grade, kids same don't year. believe nothing. They're no, the dude. most leery of everything. Okay. Sixty-two kids, right? Yeah. Okay. I tried to convince my entire fourth grade class that I was an alien from Mercury, the planet Mercury. And how'd that go all, over? It didn't. Nobody yeah. believed me. Maybe no, like two yeah. people. Because kids people. don't believe like, nothing. No. And it's just like, I can't get all these people to go along with my story. Yeah. I just can't. So, so everyone was just, the naysayers were all like, uh, no, these kids all were in collusion with each other and they like trying to collaborate their stories. Yeah. No, you very can't clear. do that. I've tried. I've tried to be like, hey, everybody, I, like, I'm an alien. Yeah. Um, and nobody believed me. Oh, surprise, surprise. I mean, I don't yeah. know why. Because kids know, we just talked about, kids know the truth. They're very authentic. Yeah. All the time, they'll, they'll be telling you things like, you're too fat. You got a weird mole on your face. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> you know, you talk too much. Like, kids be telling the truth. Kids are telling they're, the they're truth. You up. cannot get kids. Especially, okay, I want to yeah. talk about this. This is an important topic yes. right now to talk about. Tell a us. lot of these kids 
were here because their parents were Christian missionaries, mm -hmm. right? And so a lot of these Christian parents were just like, no, aliens can't exist. Aliens don't exist because that's just like not what the Bible says, blah, 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 blah. So they, they were just like immediately shut down. These some, kids were some of the parents took their kids straight out of school after that. They happened. did. Yeah. They did because they were, they were like, just the like demons. No, the demons. obviously the demons are in the school and mm -hmm. everything. So these kids like experience this thing and they're so scared and they don't have anybody to talk to. And then they're like, okay, maybe I can talk to my parents. And their parents are just like, no, it's not yeah. the Bible because this didn't happen. So it didn't happen. So you're crazy. Yeah. These poor little kids are just like, no. I guess I'm crazy. I guess I'm just going to repress these memories and yeah. just act out as an adult. Yeah, you already had a really intense experience, and then everybody's like, shut up about it. And then, yeah, everyone's like, yeah. shut up. Kind of like the men in black. Men in black. So my point is to that whole story, this was not mass hysteria. These it kids wasn't. are traumatized. These kids, if you interview them today, mm -hmm. they do not waver on their story. Yeah, and the yeah. people and the people that were the naysayers that were trying to say it was mass hysteria. Yeah. Like, oh, interesting point. Let's not forget Harvard has Ooh, Harvard, a yeah, divinity school. Oh my God. Harvard yeah, has right. a divinity school. And I didn't think about they that. were starting because this award winning Pulitzer, their their Johnny Mac. Their prize winning lead Babe. doctor. Mm -hmm. was going all over television talking about this and they and were they getting were all embarrassed. phone calls they were embarrassed they were in phone calls they didn't understand what to Dude, say political strings were being pulled and then they started lambasting this poor man do you they know what started. they said do you know what somebody who i don't i'm not gonna name names because i don't remember because i had a lot of wine <laughs> i'm not gonna name I'm names because name i don't remember exclusive but here's the deal like a lot of these like his peers were saying like that okay because he he was like researching alien abductions and he went into it with a skeptical mind yeah he was just like no these people are having some sort of i feel like, like a psychologist wants to chalk it up they as want a to chalk it up as a mental, mental illness episode. yeah a mental illness and then but they were just like there's no obvious signs of mental illness with these people yeah and so that fascinated him mm -hmm. and as a you know, as a scientist, much like you and I. Yes, much like us. Much like, yes. much like us. He was just kind of like, I need to look into this more. But then the, everyone at Harvard was all like, we're Harvard. Well, embarrassing it us. sounds like the dean got a little embarrassed. And you know what? Yeah. The fact that they have a divinity school, I wonder if the, some religious yeah, probably. donors got in his face. Because everybody who's religious is all like, we don't believe in aliens. They basically, the yeah, they basically went out of their way to completely discredit him and then had the audacity to the write audacity. a letter and like walk it back and yeah. be like, oh no, we totally did not mean to like ruin your reputation. Like we love you. Our bad. And then like reinstate him. We're like, oh, that wasn't our intention. We were just getting really confusing phone calls and we didn't know how to answer it. And but it here's like, the thing that I, I want to get yeah. even more deep into. What does this mean for history as like humans? Okay. Okay. Yes. What does this mean for history? Because it's just like how often has this happened in human history, which is like the the like the evolution of us as like as like humans, it, it's it's kind of like this is a great way to wrap this up. Okay, yes. yeah, yeah. What does this mean for this us? This means that all throughout history, everybody has just been like, no, we don't understand this, so you're dumb, and so then that's not what gets recorded. The dumb people who are just like. 
we want to talk about this really important thing that we think is happening that nobody else really recognizes are just everybody's just like no you're stupid and so then like the not stupid people are who records history yeah. so what does this mean for humans well, oh, I'm going to slap the table. Yes, Because I can't slap the microphone. Because yeah, humans, they have a hard time not existing as a center of... Humans are dumb. ...the universe. We need to be like... Because we feel like dumb. we're the smartest, mm-hmm. most advanced, and uh-huh. everything's about us. Even the more smart, advanced things, like even when we talk about yeah. God or Jesus or anything or anything more, it's almost like they exist for us or they die for us. Like everything is for we're us. We're obsessed with it's ourselves. for us. And then it's like, if so, this really happened, it's one of the most important events in human history. It really and it happened. Really just and it's just like, did it physically everything. happen or was it a telepathic situation like that it happened? Either way, something happened. And this guy, this John Mack, and like other people too, there's a the uh, Mufon leader of Mufon in mm-hmm. South Africa. Oh so yeah, like, Mufon was she was there. She was there recording right the whole in thing. The beginning. Like, yeah, everybody was like on this. Everybody after. was on this. BBC everybody. was on this. Yep. Harvard was on this. Yep. Mufon yep. was on. Everybody was on this. Everybody was on this. Everyone's like, what? I bet you Ministry of Defense was on this too. Whatever Ministry of Defense. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, so like, so everybody was on this after it happened and all these kids were being interviewed and and then the 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 headmaster the mackie person he was all like excuse me excuse me did you utter a sound (laughs) 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 man our conclusion was just like perfectly wrapping up and then (laughs) so Headmaster Mackey was all like, he was believing these kids. Uh, and then what was my point? Oh, it's weird. It's like that know. sound like totally it threw really off your flow. And I can't like <laughs> get back to what I was trying to talk about. No, no. I think Headmaster Mackey, he believed these kids. Yeah. And um, he, yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. Headmaster, everybody, the adults believe the, so the adults, like the, the adults, okay, the adults at the school. And like the reporters, Johnny yes. Mack, like all these people believe these kids, but then the parents didn't. The parents kept trying to just like be like, yeah, you're dumb. You just forget about it because they were too freaked out and they couldn't like deal with it. They couldn't deal mm-hmm. with it. And that's a very familiar, in every story we're going to tell, it's naysayers. Yeah, it's the naysayers. naysayers. So unfortunately in this situation, these parents were the naysayers. And it's really sad for these kids because they were the ones traumatized. Well, you know and what? Then, oh, and then another thing. Yeah. The um, economic situation in Zimbabwe like crumbled after this whole thing. I don't know if it's because of this whole thing, but it was just like after, shortly after. So these kids were like disbanded to back to their homes. And they didn't have anybody to talk to. They didn't have, like, their peers to talk to. They didn't have their teachers to talk to. They just had their parents. And half of the parents were just like, it didn't happen. Because um, the Bible says it didn't happen. Well, it sounded so. like it really impacted a lot of them, especially. Yeah, it did. And you watched the documentary believed. with yeah. how they uh, they how they how are now. They're yeah. traumatized. And they're all about our age. So I think yeah. we really related to them yeah and the fact of like being a child and going through something and having people not believe you is really it's really awful. tough and especially not being able to make sense of what happened to you and not being able to talk about it oh i'd imagine God. as a child like that would haunt your dreams forever it you did. would wonder one child said i remember very vividly saying i didn't know if i was safe or not yeah. after that because he didn't 
know what to make. They didn't understand what happened. They didn't know if they were safe or they not safe. They didn't know what's real, you know? Exactly. Intense. And because another person said, or another kid said, I'm just, my parents said that it didn't happen. So I, like he said this to a reporter. He's like, Mm -hmm. so I'm just going to like put my feelings deep down inside of me. I'm just going to put these feelings deep inside because he just didn't think that it happened and he thought he was crazy. Harvard psychologist knows all about it too. John Mack was bro. But you know what? He went in. He went in being a naysayer. He went into his whole deep dive in this like these alien abduction phenomena. I feel like this is a good place. This is a good place to pull one out because a lot of people, a lot of the adults that believed the children Almost, Dude. almost all of the adults involved in this yeah. reporting on it, like uh, the people deepest in this story, the adults deepest in the story, are now passed away. They're gone now. They're dead. You're dead. So let's pour one out for them, and let's Rip cheers adults. to the greatest, most important event in human history. It really is. Boom. Cheers! I'm gonna cheers double to cheers that. to that. And double cheers to that. Double che- triple cheers. You know yeah. what? Yeah. And thanks for listening. This was Please Abduct Us.